Good morning, everyone. And a very warm welcome to worship with Paisley St George's. Whether you be present in the sanctuary with us or whether you are worshipping online or on the telephone. If you're here in the sanctuary, please join with us for tea and coffee in the large hall after worship. And the rest of the intimations will follow once the children go out. I don't want to bore them. <laughs> Gathered in a community of shared faith and feelings, we are united in the presence of the one who bids us come and who does not hold back love. We come to worship the one who offers mercy, who teaches unity and who promises peace. Come, let us worship the Lord. We worship the Lord by standing, if able, to sing hymn number 106. Bring to the Lord a glad new song, hymn number 106. to God in prayer. Let's pray. Living God, you are happy for us to come close to you. You never say, do not come close. You are not worthy to be in the presence of the holy. You never infer that we are not welcome, even when we fail you, as we make a mess of our promise to follow you and to live by your example. And so Lord, today we are happy to bear all before you, you do not need our words of confession. 
as you already know about our mistakes and the weaknesses that leave us being lesser than the people we were created to be. And yet it is good for us to acknowledge that we get stuff wrong almost every day of our lives. Jesus, have mercy on us. We say sorry for the words that hurt others, the actions that wound them emotionally. We say sorry for showing an unwillingness to take on board people who are different from us, finding it more comfortable to stick with people like us. Jesus, have mercy on us. We are sorry for holding back healing love. Each one of us has the power to bring comfort and extend peace to those who are hurting. Each one of us has the sensibilities to be involved in campaigns for improvements in the equality of social justice across our globe. Yet sometimes we hold back. Jesus, have mercy on us. <coughs> Merciful God, we fall at your feet and we are grateful that mercy is your gift to us no matter how undeserving we may be. Today we are cleaned and we are ready to go on our way into the world to serve you and all people. All this we pray in the name of your Son, our risen Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Morning, boys and girls. How are you all? You're good? Excellent. I wonder what's in my bag this morning. Miller, you've got your hand up. Come on up. I wonder what that What do you think it is? A sword. Now, is it a sword? It's, it, you're right. It looks quite like a sword. What do you think it is? It looks quite like a knife. But it's... Sorry? It's part of a scissors. Oh, it's a scissor. Isn't it? It's a scissor. Oh, what use would this be as a scissor? <coughs> would it be any use? No. Useless. Absolutely useless. No. No, unless you use it as a sword, okay. <laughs> but as a scissor, it's absolutely useless. You know, one scissor is no more use than one trouser or one tong. Yes, Haley. Why is it so big? I'll tell you about that later. Okay, remind me. Remind me and I'll tell you where it came from. So, one scissor, no more use than one trouser or one tong. You don't go into a shop and buy a trouser, do you? No. And one tong would be no use for lifting something out of the grill, would it? No. So you've got to have a pair of scissors or a pair of trousers or a pair of tongs before they've any use to us at all, one on their own, is totally, absolutely rubbish, worthless. 
But you know, that's true of us too. We need each other. So you need your folks at home, and your folks at home need you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Teachers need pupils, or they can't be teachers, and pupils need teachers. The butcher needs the baker, and both need the doctor sometimes. But all of us in the church, the young and I'll say not so young, I don't want to insult anyone or hurt anyone's feelings. The young and the not so young, the rich and the poor, the clever and the maybe not quite so clever, the choir, the organist, the minister, we all need each other. If we all stayed at home and tried to be Christians on our own, we'd be as much use as one scissor or one trouser or one tong. But there's something else, do you know, even a pair of scissors isn't any use unless there's someone to pick them up and use them. And no matter how many people there are in the church, and no matter how well we work together, we're no use unless we ask God to take us into his hand and to use us for his great and his wonderful purposes. So next time you pick up a pair of scissors or a pair of tongs or a pair of trousers, remember the story about us that we need to work together and we need somebody to use us as well. Why are they so big, Haley? I've had these, well, no, Jim's had these for 40 years. He got them when he left the first school he ever taught in from his tutor class. They gave him them as a present. Why? I do not know. <laughs> I have no idea but he got them as a present, so that's why they're sort of ornament, I think. So there's your story as to why. So it's quite nice in some ways that when we see these, Jim remembers the happy times that he had teaching pupils, and I hope that pupils liked him teaching them. So we all need each other. And going back to Jesus, Jesus once said, without me, you can do nothing. And like everything else Jesus said, that's true. Without Jesus, we can do nothing. We can do nothing well. With him, we can do all sorts of things so well. So we're going to sing of that a wee bit in the second verse of our next hymn. We're going to sing, Jesus' hands were kind hands, where we ask Jesus to take our hands and make them kind hands too. It's hymn number 351, Jesus' hands were kind hands.
as you know, we've been talking about the project, a new project at the Outreach Centre. And that is a way of allowing Jesus to take us and to use us to serve in the community. So for everyone who's already indicated a willingness to be involved with this project, and for anyone who would like to find out more, there's a brief meeting after worship this morning. Please meet in the north transept. Am I right? Thank you. The north transept after the service. A Thanksgiving service for the life of Bill Rain will be held on Monday the 10th of October at 2pm at the Methodist Central Halls in Paisley, where all are welcome. The folks who worshipped in Glenburn in the past will know Bill well. Bill led worship there when the minister was on holiday and he was part of their congregation for a number of years. Last Sunday we had a collection for Women's Aid and the Food Bank. We raised £240 and 17 bags of food went to Women's Aid. The Food Bank received eight bags of toiletries and nine bags of cleaning materials. Both groups were delighted, so give yourself a pat on the back. And it's good to think of others, to be able to share God's love in a quiet, gentle way. A wee reminder for elders, the el envelopes are ready for uplift from the session house. Could you please collect and distribute? I think most folk have done that. There's just maybe two or three left lying there. And talking of communion, communion is next Sunday. Next Sunday we will celebrate the sacrament of Holy Communion at our normal worship time of 11am. And the children will come in just before the sacrament. They won't be in at the start, they'll come in later. This Tuesday the Friendly Hour will be joined by their guests, the Carers Choir. And a bit of advanced notice to put in your diary, the Guild Autumn Leaves Afternoon is October the 22nd from 2 to 4 p.m. and tickets price £3. Are they available now? They are available now from the Guild Committee or from... Okay, so there you go. Put that date in your diary. And finally, the Kirk session is called to meet this Tuesday, the 11th of October at 7.30 p.m. in the Outreach Centre. These are all the intimations. And now we turn to our scripture readings and this morning the Bible will read, be read for us by one of our elders, Audrey. Our first reading this morning is from the Old Testament. 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 1 to 3, and then verses 7 to 15. Naaman is cured. Naaman, the commander of the Syrian army, was highly respected and esteemed by the king of Syria because through Naaman the Lord had given victory to the Syrian forces. He was a great soldier, but he suffered from a dreaded skin disease. In one of their raids against Israel, the Syrians had carried off a little Israelite girl who became a servant of Naaman's wife. One day she said to the mistress, I wish that my master could go to the prophet who lives in Samaria. He would cure him of his disease. 
and then from verse 7. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes in dismay and exclaimed, How can the king of Syria expect me to cure this man? Does he think that I am God with the power of life and death? It's plain that he is trying to start a quarrel with me. When the prophet Elisha heard what, was, what had happened, he sent word to the king, Why are you so upset? Send the man to me, and I'll show him that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariot and stopped at the entrance to Elisha's house. Elisha sent a servant out to tell him to go and wash himself seven times in the river Jordan, and he would be completely cured of the disease. But Naaman left in a rage, saying, I thought that he would at least come out to me, pray to the Lord his God, wave his hand over the diseased spot and cure and cure me. Besides, aren't the rivers Abana and Farpar back in Damascus better than any river in Israel? I could have washed in them and been cured. His servants went up to him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told Excuse me. Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something difficult, you would have done it. Now, why can't you just wash yourself, as he said, and be cured? So Naaman went down to the Jordan, dipped himself in it seven times, as Elisha had instructed, and he was completely cured. His flesh became firm and healthy, like that of a child. He returned to Elisha with all his men and said, Now I know that there is no God but the God of Israel, so please, sir, accept a gift from me. And then Luke, in the New Testament, chapter 17, verses 11 to 19. Jesus heals ten men. As Jesus made his way to Jerusalem, he went along the border between Samaria and Galilee. He was going into a village when he was met by ten men suffering from a dreaded skin disease. They stood at a distance and shouted, Jesus, Master, take pity on us. Jesus saw them and said to them, Go and let the priests examine you. On the way they were made clean. When one of them saw that he was healed, he came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself to the ground at Jesus' feet and thanked him. The man was a Samaritan. Jesus said, there, are, there were ten men who were healed. Where are the other nine? Why is this foreigner the only one who came back to give thanks to God? And Jesus said to him, get up and go. Your faith has made you well. May God bless to us the reading of his word. Thank you, Audrey. Our next hymn is new to us, but I'm sure that the tune will be familiar. We're going to sing hymn 717, O Christ the Healer, We Have Come, hymn 717.
think of the gospel, firstly from the perspective of the Samaritan, the one who said thank you. It's hard being an outsider, a foreigner, a refugee, an asylum seeker, as folk might say today. But back then, I was just an outsider with an infectious disease that alienated me from all my friends and family. It was strange that it took this disease to give me a sense of acceptance and equality. But that was maybe because the whole world treated us as being unclean. This disease, this disease was not only debilitating, people could lose limbs and all sense of feeling in their bodies. We were not a pretty sight. And we had to ring a bell to warn anyone who came close not to even think of coming any further for fear that they too might catch this dreadful disease. I was a young man, barely 20 years of age, and I had been in this leper colony for over three years. No mobile phones or Facebook or WhatsApp or Zoom to keep in my touch with my family back then. We could not write letters or have any close contact with family members nor did we feel the embrace of people who loved us or should i say had loved us because this disease caused others to stop loving you quickly yes there was medicine but none of it really worked and the doctors the doctors who offered cures well they charged a king's ransom that very few could afford bear in mind too that this disease was no respecter of wealth or status and although the priests came and offered their prayers, they were often half-hearted, or they blamed us for some dreadful sin they believed we'd committed. Yes, the world then blamed our sickness on sin, and we were all tarred with the same brush, filthy sinners. I hardly knew what they meant by sin, but believe me, I had done no wrong, certainly nothing that deserved this disease in my body. I remember the day he came. It began with a simple shout of help. I don't know who it was who screamed those words, but the bells started ringing and there was a cacophony of sound and bodies scrambled up from their prone positions asking for pity and mercy and healing. Well, someone told me it was Jesus, a Jewish prophet, some said, others that he was God's son but most had heard of his miracles and thought it was worth taking a chance. So I joined in the cries, shouting louder than anyone else, Lord, have pity on me. He was not like the other healers who'd come before. There was no showmanship in what he did, no anointing, no touching. From outside the colony, he simply spoke the words, go. Show yourself to the priests. Really? Looking at my body, there was nothing worth showing. My disfigured hands and feet still looked the same to me. And I was tempted to lie back down and accept another disappointing rejection. I saw nobody transformed. But nine of them, nine of them started walking out of the colony and were headed to the temple to see the priest. So I thought, why not? 
and joined them at the back of the line and walked with some difficulty the three miles to the temple and the priest. Well, instead of growing tired as I walked, which was usual, I somehow began to feel stronger and could feel a tingling in my hands and toes and I knew that something was happening. It was the same for others. They were all becoming transformed as they walked. And when we reached the temple, the priest, well, he took one look at us and pronounced us clean. I began to dance and sing and shout hallelujah. I felt a joy I had never known. And I ran back to find the one who had healed me. And when I saw him, I bowed and kissed his feet and thanked him and praised him for giving me life, showing pity on me and restoring me to health and happiness. He laid hands on me this time and asked if I was the only one who was healed. And I said that all were healed, but none of them came back to say thank you. But I had to express thanks for new life and to praise this God of wonder. Strange that none of his own kind felt the same way about Jesus as I did. This is a story that many of us will be familiar with. We're not so familiar with the disease leprosy, but after our experiences of COVID, I think we might find it easier to identify with and empathise with the people suffering from leprosy. And as I reflected on the passage and on the Old Testament passage of Naaman's story, four sort of phrases came to mind. Isolation and separation, meeting with Jesus, healing and thanksgiving. Well, since 2020, we have all learned to keep our distance and we have probably experienced isolation and separation. We've got used to keeping our distance for fear, perhaps of being infected or more likely of passing on the infection. And so this passage is really quite provocative for all of us. Over these past two and a half years, we've all had a sense of being in isolation from others. And maybe even that sense of being unclean and a risk to others. And so that makes this story something that we can relate to slightly more easily today than maybe before. But I know from speaking to people that we kept apart to protect others, to reduce the risk of us unwittingly passing on COVID. So not only were we ourselves isolated, we were very often isolating our older, frailer loved ones. We couldn't meet up with others apart from those in our own household. And think back to the days when you couldn't give a beloved friend or family member who didn't stay with you a hug. We all know what that was like. But the people suffering from leprosy in the time of Jesus, they lived a totally separate life, keeping their distance. And not the mere two metres that we were asked to keep, but 50 metres away from others. In terms of how we feel, is 50 metres any more difficult than two? We've spent over two years keeping our distance at times and I'm sure struggling to keep up with the current rules and advice. And I'm sure I'm not alone in at times having been wondering when things would get better 
And still today, folks are struggling to return to what was normal. And during the peak of the pandemic, we were unable to gather together to worship together in person. And yes, I'm in no doubt that this added to our sense of isolation. But we were still able to meet with Jesus via the new way of doing church online, as well as the traditional way that we still could do at home on our own of personal prayers and Bible readings. But how good it is to be able to be back together if we are fit and able. And how good it is that we have the online services for the folks who are not able to be with us Sunday by Sunday. Going back to the Bible reading, in the Gospel, when Jesus healed the ten men, he didn't touch them. He didn't touch the men as he so often did when he healed. He simply told them to go and see the priest. Similarly, in the Old Testament, Elisha did not meet with Naaman. And Naaman wasn't very happy, was he? When Elisha sent a servant out to give Naaman instructions. But this, this shows us that God can and does act at a distance. As long as we are prepared to engage with him, God acts at a distance. He can act at a distance. Naaman and the ten suffering from the dreaded skin disease were healed. They were made whole. And that is, this idea of healing is a really challenging idea and one perhaps for another day. But of this I am in no doubt that if we love God, then he will indeed make us whole. Make us whole in his way, perhaps not ours, and certainly will make us whole at the end of our earthly days. And then there's gratitude. In the Old Testament, Naaman was healed and he was thankful. And if we read round about today's reading, we will find out that he attempted to press a gift on Elisha a vast sum of money and of fine clothing, a gift that Elisha refused. In the gospel, the ten men were healed. Only one returned to say thank you. It's interesting to note that the one who returned to say thank you was a Samaritan. And he returned praising God. Remember, Samaritans were foreigners. And in biblical times, the Jews did not like foreigners in their midst. But once again, Jesus shows us that being an outsider, being an outsider does not exclude anyone from God's love and mercy and healing. In other words, nobody is viewed as either an insider or an outsider by God. God, God only sees the person, the person that he has created, and we should pay heed to this understanding of our human condition. If you like, we're all Jock Tamsin's bairns. We're all created by God, we're all known by God, and we're all loved by God. But put yourself in the position of the folks with leprosy, the folks with the dreaded skin disease, the ten who met Jesus and who were healed. What would we do? Would we rush to see our family? Would we seek approval from the powers that be? Would we bathe in the communal pool? Would we toss the bell into the river? Would we sing in joy? Would we laugh and giggle? 
Would we count the days and months and years lost? Would we seek out those who had cast us out? Would we try to get our old job back? Or would we give thanks to the one who released us from the burden of what trapped us, seeking to know more about the one who transformed our present and our future, committing ourselves to the same transforming love in whatever way we can? What would we do? What do we do? Amen. We continue in our worship with the hymn 182. Now thank we all our God. Hymn 182. And now, before the choir sing the anthem, during which time our offerings will be brought forward, let's just take a moment to think about what we should be giving thanks to God for. So let's just do that.
who instead of floods have the worst drought in 40 years and are on the brink of famine. We pray for the carnage wrought in Florida by Hurricane Ian, probably the deadliest ever experienced there. We pray for the people of Thailand rocked by the shooting in a nursery. We pray for the children, the parents, the staff and the emergency service. And we continue to pray for all who are caught up in countries devastated by the evils of war. Gracious Lord, full of mercy and loving compassion, hear our prayers for your world, your people. Gracious, compassionate Lord, we pray for all people suffering ill health, physically and mentally. We pray for all with debilitating illnesses and disabilities. Science has come a long way since biblical times when the lepers were labelled unclean, ostracised and banished to colonies in order not to infect others. Yet today in third world countries, children born with such illnesses as cleft palates, if not operated on, are rejected and unable to live a normal life. We pray for institutionalised disabled people, chained and neglected in orphanages, amid war-torn Ukraine, and for people within our own country. In this, our own country, we pray for all who are awaiting treatment, lying on a trolley in A&E or at home. We pray for the folks of Kreisloch, devastated by an explosion. For people in need of healing the world over, we pray your loving blessings upon them. Gracious Lord, full of mercy and loving compassion, hear our prayers for your world, your people. Gracious, compassionate Lord, our country is going through bleak times, which look set to get even worse. A large percentage of nurses are leaving the NHS due to workload and financial stress. We pray for all the medical professions. Strengthen them, Lord, and all who are struggling with stressful workloads and attempts to make ends meet each month. We pray for our own community, for this town of Paisley, for those living rough on our streets, for those in need of help as bills spiral, and we pray for all working tirelessly to support them. We remember especially those who support women's aid and the food banks. We pray for all those whom we know and love who are in need of your loving hand. We pray for all involved in trying to lift this country out of dark economic times. We lift our new government before you. We pray too for strong leaders in the faith to shine your light. Gracious Lord, full of mercy and loving compassion, Hear our prayers for your world, your people. Gracious Lord, full of mercy and loving compassion, the lepers cried out when they recognised the light of hope in you, for you are a constant light in dark times. Help us, your church, to remember what really matters. Help us to shine your light and to bring hope and healing. In your precious name, we cry out for your world, 
your people. Gracious Lord, full of mercy and loving compassion, hear our prayers. Offer the name of the triune God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. We close this morning's service of worship by singing hymn number 352, Oh for a Thousand Tongues to Sing, hymn number 352. <laughs>
and be thankful to God. Praise God for health and wholeness. Praise God for food and drink. Praise God for friends and family. Praise God for the good days. Praise God for help in the bad days. Praise God for every day. Enjoy God, live for God, act beside God and share his good news with everyone. And the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit rest and remain with each one of you and all those whom you love this day and forevermore. Thank you.